Shamai Green Man Podcast. You're listening to the Green Man Podcast. Green Man Podcast. You're listening to the Green Man Podcast. Welcome to the Green Man Podcast. I am Pictish Trail. My real name's Johnny, and I'm accompanied today by the lovely Danalog from The Comet Is Coming. Hello, Danalog. Hello, Johnny. Do you like being referred to as Danalog? I do. I quite like it. Yeah. Did you toy with any other variations? Well, I did. Dianalog. I don't know how lewd I can be All right, okay. on this uh, podcast. Can we be quite lewd on this podcast? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a look. Well, there's just some... There's, I don't know, for the sharp-eyed, if you write down the word Danalog, within it there is a word... Uh, which is quite rude, and uh, and so for a while, uh, a particularly hilarious um, New Zealand housemate of mine used to call me Danalog. 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 I mean, you've seen the word analog. Yeah, it's right it, there. It, it's right there. As I'll be honest, it's um, it's blown my mind. <laughs> Yeah, right, I, uh, I. But yeah, it was a friend of mine uh, many moons ago, and oh, yeah. he loved uh, the fact that I still carted around these huge, old, kind of fragile vintage synths, and he just saw it. He was like, "Dan, Danalog." Oh, so he christened you? Yeah, with his this name. guy called Ten David, who's like a producer. Ten David. Yeah, <laughs> Ten David is his name. Did he christen himself? With I that? think he christened himself. <laughs> but yeah, self-christened yeah. Ten David. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Danalog, it just feels like, uh, yeah, it just feels like me when I'm making music. It feels like a hat I can put on. So you were using this name, you were performing under the name, or, uh, yeah, using that name before anything to do with Comet is Coming. This is like yeah. pre-Soccer night, pre so, 96 even? Um, it, about the same time as Soccer 96. Mm. So we've always been, yeah, Danalog and Betamax in uh, Soccer 96. I'm a big fan of the pseudonym. Yeah. Pictish Trail I've had for 20, 20 years. Is wow. it 20 years? Because, yeah, it's the 10, uh, 21 years. Yeah. So, well, you introduced me to the Picts and the Pictish Trail by virtue of the fact that you have that name. So I, I still haven't been because oh, yeah. of the rampant touring the last few years, but I intend to go on the Pictish Trail. Oh, man. If you have any tips. Well, do you know what? I really don't have any tips <laughs> <laughs> because I was christened that by someone else. <laughs> someone went up, uh, my, uh, an old flatmate of mine went uh, up to the northeast of Scotland and was like wandering around and there's signs everywhere saying the Pictish Trail with mm. a, like a really beautiful looking uh, Celtic symbol next to it. And he would call me the Pict on account of the fact that I was quite short, fat and hairy, which I think is... Um, right. That's a trait of yeah, the Picts. A trait of the Picts. Right. That's their signature look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been my signature look for over 21 years. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he sent me a photograph as a postcard. So he t- had this photograph taken of himself next to this sign saying Pictus Trail. And he sent it to me as a, as a, yeah, as a postcard. And uh, I was like, all right, the Pictus Trail is born. I was just writing music at that time. And I thought, yeah, I'll use that. Pictish Trail. In fact, it was the Pictish Trail for a long time and then dropped drop the the. That is a smart move. There's a lot of those out there. There was, at the time, certainly 21 years ago, there was tons of yeah, those. Yeah, I remember that era. It was quite annoying, that <laughs> era. 
I didn't have like I was um, you too never short know whether to put it to in the T section or the P section well like, yeah this is it where do you put the thes where do you put them where do you put the thes the comet is coming we actually have a the as well oh yes the comet is coming and sometimes we're in the C and sometimes we're in the T mind blowing Revelations. Does that really frustrate you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> not a night that goes by. Is this why the comet is coming are coming to a close? <laughs> That's why we're breaking up. <laughs> the comet is ending, yeah. but we're coming back as comet is coming. <laughs> <laughs> We've dropped the, the, it's a new band. Yeah, I mean, the comet, you know, it has been blazing its trail, you know, but like all good comets, I guess, has to like go out into deeper orbit. Yeah. And uh, and leave. Oh, you're getting cosmic now. Here we go. Look, I'm halfway through this IPA. Don't get cosmic on me yet. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to, <laughs> it's, it's all about, you know, the orbit and, uh, and the coming together of our brothership, our brotherhood. And then, mm. you know, I mean, it is an incredible sound the three of you make together. It's, uh, there's something about a three-piece band as well that's always just like mind-blowing. Sure. It's, uh, I guess when you're witnessing it as a as a fan, you're seeing something so primal about three players on stage together because you can hear in each of the individual elements and also hear what they're making together. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I love great. those bands with like loads of members and it's all like one sound and they become more of the sum of their parts. But there's something about yeah, like the tri power trio. And yeah, you say, you, it's so clear. It's like right, we've got the bass synth and we've yeah. got the Juno. I can hear that, and then you've got the drums, and then you've got the sax, and the sax just sits right there, mm. like piercing through the synths but it's also like part of almost like the epic thing of the comet is coming is that he's almost it has to sometimes like really like push to like drive through to kind of escape the 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 kind of overwhelming layers of synths and it's kind of like a like a human struggle feat of engineering like or something three that you can men do that. so yeah. confident in their own sexuality that they've <laughs> taken off their tops and are wrestling one another musically on stage <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah and it was like that from the first time we ever jammed together we just got in a room and um, it was just immediately great and in fact the, the first time we did a session we were just making demos mm. on a tape machine and then we kind of listened back and we're like this is no demo where was this, this is then? the real thing where and when did that all happen when so did it was 2013 mm. so 10 years ago right. in the total refreshment center lovely place a lovely place obviously where rosie plain is one of your alumni yeah. um, recorded her album friend indeed alabaster de plume alabaster Alabida P, as I call him. Alabida P. <laughs> he lives there in a small drawer. In the, uh, he sleeps in a drawer in the Total Refreshment Centre. Indeed. Right? <laughs> and Max did actually used By to sleep place. there. Um, and I used to sleep there on the sofa. So Because oh, I yeah. had a couple of years where I was in London, but not really... Uh, couldn't find a, a you know a, a good place to live in terms... Like, financially. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Because London's, like, crazy. But I was just, like, sofa surfing, really. And a lot of the time, I was just passed out on a couch in the main space of the, the Total Refreshment Centre. But there's a great studio, so it makes it sound all squatty, but actually it's mm. a wonderful studio run by Christian Capital K. Capital K, yes. And so we, when we recorded that, that was before he'd even set it up as a studio. So we were actually using a couple of bits of his stuff, a couple of bits of our mm. equipment, an old mixing desk, and then Jack, who does our live sound from like yesterday here at Green Man, oh, yeah. he, he had an old tape machine there too. So we did it on the fly, yeah. And 
yeah, just jammed for three days, and then that was like the first EP and LP. Flipping it, because then that first LP came out in 2016. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So there is a very long time, um, yeah. and I think because it took me about kind of a year because I was doing so many other things. It was before it was like a proper professional thing. So we were doing mm. lots of other bands, you know, and doing lots of jobs and stuff. So I was just in my spare time, you know. Well, the first time I met you, I think it was in Edinburgh. You were playing with Archie Bronson outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Capital K, Christian was playing bass in that band at That's the time. Right. And we put on a Lost Map gig. That was brilliant. It was, it was great fun, man. The Archie's like that. Those Some of those songs are just like, at such belters and uh, yeah seeing you play keys with him I was like oh cool yeah that was what I was doing I was like, just playing with tons of bands and mm. you know quote unquote session musician eh? and like <laughs> just like doing some cool tours and that and and so that paid my way but then yeah in between times I was producing a record and mixing it and stuff mm. and then when we signed it to Leaf Label they were like we can put oh, it yes. out but we're not going to put it out for a year and a half hence that's, nice. that's why it was then 2016 because I think they had a very just busy sketch but then by the time we did put it out uh we'd done a load of gigs so that meant when we did put it out we were like ready we were yeah. ready to go basically it's so uh, coming across your music uh i think I, there was an article in the guardian that uh with some videos and i remember reading it and just being like oh what what is this what does this sound like and then listening to it and just being immediately like there's something there's a real immediacy actually to the to the music because uh, it's so danceable, like you, you know, there's a physicality to it uh, that is just yeah, really infectious, uh, and and it's, yeah, re- rewards repeat plays. Okay, there's lots of like there's so much going on like uh, synth wise. There's it, there's a real depth to it. The sub subbiness of it is something that I think I hadn't heard of. I hadn't heard that type of music in that context before. And so it was kind of, there was a real dance music element to it. And uh, yeah, a a, a psychedelic element to it Mm -hmm. that I hadn't listened to that sort of music in in that way before. It'd always been like, if it had been something jazzy, then it would not have had that element to it. It was the first time I'd seen the confluence of those of, the, of those sounds coming together and uh, it's married so well by Betamax's drumming which is kind of oh, yeah. it's between it sort of sits between those two worlds right the sort of the full on driving pulsating electronic miasmas and then the the sort of light touch that that is needed yeah. to complement um, jazz playing yeah. I, can you tell that I'm out of my depth talking about yeah, it? No, not at all. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But it's it's, cool. I do like, yeah, drummers who are jazz trained but don't play jazz. I've always liked that, like Mitch Mitchell with Hendrix, you know. Mm. So they've trained, they've got the chops, but they're not playing jazz music. Um, so they've just got this very dexterous, like, musicality to where they're playing. It's not just like, or it can be that, because I love that too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice backbeat. But uh, he can just do anything, Max. He's, I just, I always said when we first started, playing together we were about 20 years old so we've been playing since before even Soccer 96 mm. over half oh, really? of our lives now um, but I say, I've always said he's the best drummer in the world I'm like you're the best drummer in the world I just think he's for me he's the best Maxwell drummer in the world Hallett. Is Maxwell that right? Hallett yeah Beta Max yeah. <laughs> Beta Max like seeing the show last night so we'll get to the show This you played last night Green Man Festival uh, I mentioned to you earlier on I'd been, it'd been like peeing rain all day 
uh, and uh, so yeah, the mountain stage hadn't been up until that point hadn't been as as busy as it maybe w- it would have been otherwise because folk were going to like the far out tent to get a bit of shelter and all that sort of stuff, staying in the beer tent, drinking away. Uh, and I went up to see Squid in the far out tent and watched a bit of that, which was really great. And then walked down, and it suddenly it became dark. And so walking back towards the main stage and seeing it in darkness, it becomes like a completely different venue. And then uh, you'd started by this point and like there was just such a mass of people and the rain was kind of coming, pouring down. It was like, it was probably the hardest the rain came down the entire day. Wow. And yet it was like everyone was there and the lights uh, were facing outwards. So the lights were catching all the rain coming down in yes. front of the band. And it was like literally, it was biblical. And uh it was just um, it, it was like entering a whole new festival and then the sound was just so uh, incredibly loud <laughs> it was the loudest <laughs> act I'd seen that the whole festival it was like it was a, a, a true yeah. assault our and sound uh, guy is uh, yeah he's very good at uh, he's just very good but I think yeah. the, with it's sound it's man. like there's a way you can do it where you can make it loud and it's not just turning it up apparently it's more <laughs> if it was me I'd be like well turn it up to 10 yeah, but no yeah. there's, there's things you can do you know with I don't know you know fancy stuff like EQ and compression and stuff but he's so good he can and he anyone out there who's seen any of our shows will know there's a few bits with like effects coming through as well he's, he's really creative with it and we kind of mm. he does like you know all these delays and like flanges and he's like he's real like fourth member if you like you know yeah and uh, we've been pals again for yeah about 20 years so, so it's great he was involved with the early tape sessions did you see the same guy in the sense that we used his tape machine right um, but <laughs> he he's not do- credited and he will not receive a single, <laughs> single penny in no royalties good. Well, it's good that we're clearing that uh, up now he has recorded <laughs> <laughs> he has, sorry Jack um, no he has <laughs> he has recorded some of our stuff um, and he has been great, uh, credited for that he's done engineered a couple of sessions um but he used to do sound with Soccer 96 back oh, yeah. in the day and we lived together mm. and then he started doing touring he did like Neon Indian and some really oh, cool yeah. acts mm. and uh, like chairlift and stuff and then and then he suddenly got with Clean Bandit who then had like a series of number oh, one yeah. hits and he was just like touring the world and I'd see him once in a blue moon at a party and he was back for like one night and he was like oh I was just on a f- on a like private jet to the Prince of Azerbaijan's birthday party with Clean Bandit and I was like wow it sounds incredible but he always looked me, he's like, can you rescue me, please? You know, because <laughs> you know he'd just been doing it for so long, yeah, and I yeah. think he loved it. But it, it, uh, I said, you know, it's, it's as soon quite as a we can, sound, isn't it? Different sound, yeah. Different audience, I would imagine as well. To very young, yeah, yeah. And it, I, I just said, look, as soon as we have enough kind of, you know, cash basically as a band, I'm, I want. Uh, would you like to, you know, kind of, I gingerly put it forth. And he yeah, actually, yeah. he did, he, he jumped off that um, massively, you know, playing football stadiums and all that stuff. And, and he jumped onto our tour and, and I've always been really touched and kind of humbled by that. And he, and, uh, but yeah, as we've gone on, you know, we hopefully we're, we're not quite at football stadiums, but you know, last night at Green Man was pretty Man, incredible. It was huge. What a massive audience. It was great. It was so yeah, it was just a, 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 a total spectacle to see it. And the, the way that the mountain stage is, um, like the way it's situated and the way it rolls out, you know, you walk 
up to the edge of the hill and you see this whole natural amphitheater spread out yeah. right in front of the stage and you can see everyone who's there and you're like whoa this is absolutely amazing yeah and i bet there's like great vantage points uh, watching from the top or yeah. you can get right down in the pits or you can and be the sound the is side. great everywhere it was like yeah loud as all hell right up at the at, right right at the back at the top and yeah, well, yeah we got right involved it was so yeah, it was no, it really was great looking out on the crowd and and mm. you say the rain coming down and you know if anyone was at that show and they're listening it was my my only regret it's not even a regret but when I got off stage I was like I didn't say you're all heroes for staying oh. out in the torrential <laughs> rain because uh, we don't talk very much and uh, during the show and I'm normally in such a honestly a psychedelic headspace from just the music itself and performing mm. it it's quite full throttle i'm always doing about 100 things at once playing two yeah, people I always, whenever i so, see you i watched your glastonbury performance from my home on the isle of egg the <laughs> bbc's <laughs> iplayer i was watching it and thinking oh my god you're doing so much stuff like all of the time <laughs> it's amazing it's incredible to watch it's like definite adhd stuff going on there <laughs> Um, and it start, honestly started off my rig being like trying to do the simplest thing. I was just like, if I just go plonky plonk playing some bass in one hand and a couple of chords in the other and really simple. But then over the years, I've just amassed more guitar pedals and effects and like compression stuff and using sidechain off the kick and then just tweaking everything all the time. And oh. I, but I love it. It's like it feels like flying a spaceship or like or an aeroplane. I mean, or something. it looks like it as well. <laughs> it actually looks like you're flying a spaceship. <laughs> And also because your get up, you know, you got the jumpsuit going on. Mm. It looks, you know, it's cosmic, man. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, I, yeah, and it worth mentioning as well that yesterday we had Daisy Dickinson. Oh, yeah. She was doing visuals and oh, she'd done yes. it only twice before. We'd done it in Manchester. It was commissioned for this thing called the Inter Manchester International Festival. Oh, yeah. And then we did it in London. And then we saw Green Man coming up. And we had this like epic slot, you know, before Devo. Yeah, man. The mountain stage. And we are like, we've got to get Daisy. And so we brought along Daisy. Good on you. And her visuals were amazing. She made it all from scratch to the track specifically. And they just really oh. go so well. And so when when did that relationship start? Was that just been the past year? That was, yeah, very recently. Although I met her probably about eight years ago at mm. um, Lewis Psychedelic Festival with oh, yeah. uh, Soccer 96 and I said to her then again similar to Jack's was like one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to collaborate with you when the moment's right and then finally yeah the opportunity came up this year so that's great. cool and what a nice way to kind of bring that together towards these like closing shows right does it yeah it, it feels like that's a like just another element that you've been able to introduce to kind of ceremonially and like is it ending what is happening so, I don't know, we talked about making a new album this year, and I just feel like, for me, um, I don't know, the appetite for doing the same thing again was, mm. like, slightly waning. And then uh, Shabako was also getting more and more into his flutes. Oh, yeah. And um, and and then, yeah, just, just, like, the idea of... I think once you've been touring... Cause we've been touring for almost, like, we did September last year, September, October, November, mm. bit of December, yeah. January off, and then we've just been touring now since February no, till now. Um, and then it was just like... But that's the, been the success of the band, hasn't it? It's the live show folk kind of, like, the the records are phenomenal. Really, like, that's, that's what got me into the band. But, like, I, the reputation of the live show is, like... You know, it's got you to a stage where you're like, uh, you, you know, you're festival headliners. You've, there's been festivals you've been headlining this year, and that's like that's a huge ascendancy, particularly yeah. in an age now where newer acts 
don't get to headline a lot of festivals. Yeah, and it's true. And I think it's also credit in a way. Um, it's quite weird that we, you know, we don't have vocals as well. You know, so mm. a lot of things that you, you get on the main stage or whatnot or playing later on they're gonna have people love vocals you know yeah, uh, anthems. and so it's quite um it's quite cool really i'm pretty pleased that we've managed to make a band that it could be seen as like quite a weird you know proggy psychedelic you know electronic jazz you know it sounds if you explain that to someone if i go yeah, to my yeah. neighbor so like, oh, what music are you making i'm like well it's kind of psychedelic electronic jazz they're like that sounds terrible <laughs> yeah that's basically what people say and i'm like no no it is good Off. it's good you'd like it yeah and honestly if you explain that to anyone they go, it sounds awful but uh, but it's 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 funny that it's actually like oh it's, but we've been playing yeah, a lot i will so say we've yeah. been doing a lot of shows just show 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 so we've kind of been like working on it for a bit and mm. and i was saying to you yesterday like we yeah. Yeah. We're not one of those bands, slightly to my embarrassment in a way, we're not one of those bands that constantly renovate the set and like chuck in new tracks and try jams or do anything like, we, we kind of like to build it as like a machine and then once in a while we'll pull a track out and put a new one in but we're very careful with it mm. and we, we gradually tweak it so that all of the little segues and in between moments they've all been very, very gradually tweaked night after night until it's become this like, whopping big thing well my friend Robin who I saw earlier on he uh, was there for the set right from the beginning I was chatting to him earlier on and I was like what did you enjoy about the set and he's like well it was pissing rain I took off my jacket and I was like I'm just having it and he like let the rain pour down on him and he said the music was every bit as relentless as the rain and it was like <laughs> properly Perfect. cathartic and uh, yeah the segues between tracks the way everything the, the way the set flows together and the the whole crescendo to it is like, yeah, it's incredibly cathartic. And I think people needed that in the rain yesterday. They were like, just wanting to have it, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they totally embraced the rain. And yeah, the the sonic assault <laughs> that was happening on stage. It was cool, man. Really great. It's it's exciting when you see a band that can kind of transforms what. Uh, you know the the space of what the festival is you can, like i say i was coming down from the far out tent and then just suddenly being in front of that main stage in the darkness like wow this is a different place it feels yeah. totally different because you can't see the backdrop of the black mountains you know yeah it's just the, wow. the show on stage you're like whoa yeah it's cool <laughs> Can I tell one fun story from yesterday? Yes, please. Is that <laughs> I was I was given the day before I met first time I met her this uh, Spanish kind of punk real punk lady called Ruth, and she said to me, she was like I was telling her Devo one afterwards. Oh I was really excited by this, and. Um, and uh, and she was like, oh my god, Devo! Like I wear a Devo T-shirt in bed like every night. <laughs> She's like, could you possibly get a pair of my knickers signed by Devo? And I was like, gulp. Uh, and there's one of those things that you kind of have to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that, I can do that. And so she put it in a little uh, like sandwich bag with a sharpie in. So she gave me the sharpie and the, the panties. And then I had to, I kind of, I broached it. I sowed the seed earlier with their tour manager, and he was well up for it. Oh, and he liked okay. my, I was wearing all Roland clothes, which are like the brand of synth I oh, play. Oh, yeah, I've just seen He was that. like, wow. are you sponsored by Roland? Or are you just a mega geek? I was like, no, nah, just a mega geek. So he's like, oh, okay, I like you. I'll try and introduce you to the band later. And 
sure enough, he did after the show. He was like, wait till after the show and be more relaxed. Came yeah. in and Mark from Devo, did, he, he signed the, the he signed, he signed the thing. The girls' knickers. And he said, uh, he's like, what should you write on a pair of girls' knickers? And I kind of, I think Were I... They, let's clear this up. Were they clean? They... <laughs> <laughs> That's what think, everyone's uh, thinking, to be honest. Did you have a sniff? They work. She didn't just take them off and give them to me. No, she, she, she actually. They were, they were, they were clean. <laughs> they were clean. And um, thank God, I didn't have a sniff actually. Out of, uh, and, <laughs> but she, uh, I said to him, I said, "Well, you must have this all the time. I bet women are always handing you their knickers to sign." And I think that maybe charmed him because he was like, oh. "That's quite flattering, isn't it? The notion that you're always being thrown knickers I to sign." It's a, I'll be honest. You're it's disturbed. Quite, I am a bit disgusted could, by it. If, you, if you listeners could see the look on Johnny's face right now, it's a real I don't, picture. What? Like, I don't understand. What? Why? <laughs> Sign the pants. Did the, and he signed them. He signed Have them. You've been able was, to deliver them. It, it or are you wearing them now? I am wearing them now. <laughs> And uh, do you and know what? And they gave else. us some clothes. They gave us some stage clothes. They're like, have they Holy gave two shit. of our friends like the Sorry. yellow jacket, <laughs> the yellow jacket say Devo on it. Whoa. And they walked around them all night. And then they gave me a really sweaty T-shirt that's still sweaty. Uh, they were wearing it on stage. So I don't know whether to keep it sweaty and sell it oh, on the black yeah. market, ring it out, ring put it in a little vial and sell it on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Devo's sweat, <laughs> available for twenty ninety nine. It's a good price. Fair price. Fair price. They were great last night. Did you catch much of Devo's set? Yeah, I went right around front because we were allowed in the pit, so I was right in front oh, of the yeah. speakers just getting oh. battered by the sound. It was brilliant. Cool. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was properly captivating. Really, uh, it, the energy of it was really great. Insane. And it's they had so loads cool. of fans in the crowd who had their own red hats, you know. Uh, they, they brought them and people were wearing costumes. It was really special. It was really very sweet, special. That. Yeah. And, uh, and quite a cool choice as well to headline the night. Do you know what I mean? Of any band. Absolutely. I mean, Green Brilliant. Man are really great for that, I think. They, uh, I think of. So it's the festival. I've, I've played at every single Green Man since it started. Wow. Since in uh, 2003. So this is like the 21st year I've been here. Wow. Uh, or 21st edition. Although actually it's the 20th because there was COVID year. It's the 20th. <laughs> edition. But uh, yeah, it's like they've always been really great at um, choosing headliners that wouldn't normally, that wouldn't be like an immediate choice necessarily for uh for other festivals and uh and it's always when they yeah there's been certain headliners that have really taken a lot of folk by surprise they had a uh, hot chip headlined a few years ago like actually it was quite about six or seven years ago and beforehand they did a william onyabor uh tribute the fantastic man thing that was happening and uh, it was various members of hot chip with money mark and a whole bunch of others and it that was on immediately before Hot Chip and it just felt so well curated. It was like a really great mm. thing. When Fortet headlined, mm. uh, like uh, pre-COVID, I think it was that 2019, 2018. Uh, again, that was like another bold choice for like yeah. an electronic artist that's, you know, wow. quite left field. But because this is a big festival now, you know, yeah. it's like 20,000 odd folk year, 25,000. And it's, uh, yeah. It was yeah. exciting to be able to see that. And the, and even the walled garden, I remember playing the walled garden, I think it was last year with Soccer 96 at midnight. It was over last yeah. year, year before. I remember we went on at midnight and I was like, 
I know we hadn't done that many soccer shows. Um, we don't. We were that year we toured a bit, but because of doing Comet for so long, we had we, it'd been quite a long hiatus of soccer. Mm. I was like a bit nervous. I was like oh, it's midnight. We're gonna come out. It's like how many people are gonna be? We just done the line check. You know, there's like four people there because you know they turn <laughs> it's up. It's always show. unnerving that bit before yeah. the show and no one's there. You're like, oh my ego, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like so line checking, you're looking at each other, going, hmm, this could be this could be rubbish. And then, and then we can, <laughs> honestly, and then you come out. And of course, everyone's timed it because they're probably watching something else. And they time it, and then suddenly you come out, and it was absolutely yeah, just rammed. right to the wall, wall to wall, yeah, man. as it were. And um, and it was like it was so amazing. I just looked at the lads, and we actually had a slow track to start. And I just looked at the lads, I was like, "Cut, cut the, the cut, cut the, the ballad. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just go for it." So yeah, I love that as well. I love the wall garden as well. It's, so it's, it's transformed that stage now as well because the. It used to be sort of tucked in the corner a little bit, and it was um, largely the programming was quite acoustic and more along those quite folky. And now they've shifted it, so it's right in the centre of that space, and it's a huge. It's actually a big venue. It's yeah. great, a huge space, and the sound system they've got there is great. Uh, tonight, if you're about, are I you am. about tonight? I am. We get to stay for once Mate, at a festival. For free a love day. are on at two a.m. Free right. love. Free love. I like the sound of free love. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> free love. They're an actor on uh, Lost Map, uh, the label I run, and it, uh, they're like a sort of, yeah, full on psychedelic Italo disco assault of music. And yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it, my friend. I'm there. Yeah. Free love. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. They've really pushed out. <laughs> It's a Brilliant. ludicrous time, but everyone will be there, I'm sure. It's, yeah, I'm excited about that. They're an incredible live act. But yeah, that space is so great. It's it's a cool... What I love about this festival is that you... Uh, just like you said, you know, an audience won't be there just before a set starts, and then as soon as it starts, everyone's there, because it's so easy, easily um, navigatable. Is that a word? Navigatable, navigatorial, navigatorialistic. <laughs> <laughs> you can get between the stages within like you know f- five minutes. You can. It is. And I know. I, which is great. Brilliant. Although last night I did get lost. Right. Um, right <laughs> at the end of the night, it was about four in the morning, and I? I helped someone go to get to where they were, which is like camping, and it was my. It felt like miles away from where I was and then I suddenly was looking around and I walked and I was around the back with all the crew stuff and I was suddenly like I have no and I looked at my phone ran out of battery I was like great but then I had that great thing I just had to like walk around for ages until I met some very friendly stewards and I said (laughs) hey I'm I'm from the comet it's coming and I'm lost and they were like oh we watched you earlier right here we go and they just walked they escorted me all the way across and they're like wow you've really gone the complete wrong Wrong way from where you should have gone and then weirdly I did that same trip today in the light of day and it was really easy i was just i could i was like bang i'm straight there so yeah that was quite a fun end to the night i mean yeah the place does change when it gets dark and it's probably gonna be a bit like that places yeah that's true (laughs) johnny my my beer is empty now is Um, that is that the idea of this podcast you do one beer one beer every half hour I've got five more beers to get through. <laughs> get cosy. <laughs> uh, it's been lovely chatting to you, man. Such nice to pleasure. catch up. Are you up for a wee dance tonight? Definitely. See you at Free Love. Thank you for listening to the Green Man Podcast. <laughs>